You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, Rifters. This is Rifts and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast where we go to the many 5e books and talk about various rules and haunted gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riftwake and a Dungeon Master myself. And today we're here to talk to you about changing plans. Now, Nathan, when we're playing a D&D game, why on earth would you need to change your plans? As a dungeon master, aren't all of our plans perfect and unchanging? Yes, they may be all perfect and unchanging. The, the big issue with that is that our plans are neither perfect nor unchanging, which causes a lot of issues with those plans. <laughs> well, unfortunately for the rest of us mere mortals that are not you, we ourselves are also not... <laughs> Perfect and unchanging. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, one thing that just all dungeon masters need to get used to is that your plans will get fucked up in a myriad of ways that you may or may not expect. Like, Part of normal DM planning is the idea of having the, you know, multiple options where, okay, I think that the players may do A, B, or C. But then there's always the, I tried to seduce him, crit. What? (laughs) Like, there's always things you just don't expect. And being able to move along from that is honestly a very important part of the Dungeon Master experience. Yeah. I I would say that one major thing when it comes to any um, changing of plans is that uh, there's a couple key ways to make sure that changing it won't cause major issues first off any the first recommendation is that you need to know what motivates your character so like the npcs because that way if say the player caresses the lich's tie and he is very aroused and, and then you'd be like okay the lich does this because you know that a lich okay he, he what what does he want and then in this situation um it's like okay what 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 takes precedent <laughs> and so on and so forth so they can figure out a solution to the, the, the chaos that the players have added in so 
before we go into any actual like real in-depth discussion i do want to tangent yeah. real quick to mention a very important just overarching theme to consider just for all of this really and that is the just the improv comedy rule yes and and that is incredibly important for dungeon masters because as much mm. planning as a dm does there is just going to be some amount of improv necessary because you can't plan for everything because that's just not possible. Like there are crazy planner types like myself who do try to think of, you know, the most likely and many unlikely situations, but I can and still am often surprised by the things that my players do. I mean, that joke I made a minute ago of, uh, you know, they're in a bad situation and uh, they're talking to a demon Lord and it literally was, I tried to seduce him and he crit. <laughs> and uh well that character was uh let's say sufficient distraction for a while to let the rest of the party come up with a better uh, plan <laughs> but the point being yes and like i did mention it is a rule of improv comedy and it really is just super important for a dungeon master to get used to it like there is another version also which is no but and this is where another phrase can often can be rephrased as uh, failing forwards, because even if you're doing something like a skill check challenge with your players, which, again, something we'll talk more about in the future, but uh, is a useful mechanic device in Dungeons and Dragons, mm. then even if the players fail a skill check challenge or just a single skill check, the fact that depending on you know exactly how bad the role is or what it is that they're trying to do to consider yes and or no but where even if it is not exactly according to plan to be able to roll with things to advance the story in some way and there's a lot of ways that you as a dungeon master can do that so We've been a bit vague so far, so let's try to give some more specific examples to better illustrate what we're talking about here. So, Nathan, sure. let's say that you have, you know, us playing in Riftwake and mm. we have a situation where we just roll like a one on the encounter table. And let's just say there's a uh, I was going to just say dire troll, but we actually just did that recently. So let's not use that example. <laughs> let's say that we come across a dragon and, you know, let's say there's someone in the party who, you know, rolls a knowledge check and just completely flubs it. Like they just. OK. Dragons are so rare in Riftwake that they just don't pass the DC to know how dangerous this thing that is in front of us is. OK, so what I would say instantly is you are convinced that dragons are basically creatures that are very kind and if you ask them for stuff they will give <laughs> and something along those lines that could make a, a possible encounter interesting for the party okay so i'm slightly concerned about that answer i'll be honest like mm -hmm. we don't really know yet if riftwake dragons even are sentient so it's entirely possible that we could just yes. have someone walk up and then just immediately get eaten so that kind yes. of violates my dm style of don't be a dick no so, so like the way i handle things is typically it, so if if i were to tell the player this 
it's under the assumption that <laughs> the party will do something towards the dragons. But the the big thing is that I do not create situations where the dragon eats the party instantly. It's going to be a situation where most likely the dragon's just going to pause, stare at the party long enough for it to have like some hostile thing where the party is like, maybe my knowledge was wrong. So basically, generally speaking, I can give poor information based on what the player rolls, but I give enough leeway that even if they roll poorly, there's going to be something very easily readable that is like, Maybe that was not the right intel. All right. And in general, though, players are going to do things that you don't expect. Like if you do have a dragon in front of a party that doesn't understand, oh, shit, this is an ancient dragon. And that is far more than we can deal with. Like, let's just say that the situation is just that we think that it's the typical we have the adventure mentality of hey there's a thing we're adventurers we can kill it like the dm no, isn't I... gonna throw something too dangerous in front of us mm. it is just an unfortunate truth that we have discussed at length in the past of just there is that honestly incorrect assumption a lot of the time that there is not going to be situations that you can't handle and this is where a dungeon master needs to be much more careful to adequately illustrate no 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 no. this is the dangerous thing if you fight this thing you will die because few things will prompt creativity from characters than those moments where you can adequately get them to understand no 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 this is not supposed to be a combat encounter so what are you going to do so actually, like on, on that subject, I, th there's a little thing that I've realized that is very, very powerful in terms of um, selling a monster to be incredibly dangerous and powerful. Give them an AoE attack that deals considerable amount of damage for a very long distance with very cool graphics. So the blue dragon, Sandstorm, boom, you take a fuck ton of damage if you do not escape from this breath from miles away it's like well shit that's kind of fucking terrifying isn't it and then troll god it screeches literally everyone goes deaf it's that kind of scale kind of thing where it's like maybe that isn't um something we can fight exactly in in a sort of safe way <laughs> okay but then how would you react nathan if the players you know see this dragon at a distance and see it, you know, kill a bunch of townsfolk, you know, skin mm. flayed from their bones, you know, the typical, you know, graphic violence description that you do so love yes. to do. But then what if, you know, someone in the party is like, well, well, okay, so we're, we're vulnerable to this. So, you know, what if we have complete, you know, complete wrapped around with, you know, lots of layers of clothes to make it so that there's no way that the sand can ever touch us. Like, how would you as a DM treat that? So here's the thing is that obviously I would be like, okay, you are allowed to do that, obviously. But I would take that into account as, okay, you get a certain, I'll, I'll give you maybe advantage against that attack specifically. But my way of scaring the players after that point would be like, okay, um, same thing as Fire Elemental. It's always about pushing and then to to give enough information to players like maybe this isn't the best situation you have two rounds to fucking run away before i will kill someone <laughs> so um like fire elemental you go in it's like well okay we are all prepared we're covered in stuff and then suddenly uh you, you, one of your teammates just gets uh clawed in the face and just goes down and you're like oh um 
I it's time to go, boys, and then you pick him up and you run the fuck away. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, that's another thing that we should discuss is for players changing their plan mid-combat. So as we actually discussed uh, just last Thursday when talking about werewolves, there are going to be some fights that just have the roles go against you. And then let's say, you know, half of the party goes down. What do the players do? So then there's an immediate choice. Do they try to, you know, wake up their comrades if they're unconscious and then run do they like are their actual deaths in the party already and then do the survivors just try to run like if there is just someone like, unconscious do they just abandon them and run away run and, away <laughs> i appreciate that you made a reference yay <laughs> thank you for that nathan but anyway the point being though like yes you as a dm are making the plans but the players can and often will change theirs as well and it is just also important to keep in mind how you as a dm want to react to such things so let's say there is a situation let's just stick with werewolves because it is just fresh in the mind like let's say that there's two members of the party that go down one dead one unconscious that could be a situation where okay the two survivors decide to run away you as a dm suddenly have a choice because the players won't see what happens to the two down characters so yep. it is possible that you just you know assume that the one who's unconscious just also gets eaten but what if you know there's only a single or maybe two werewolves and then they fill up on the corpse of you know the first one to die and then they just simply have the second one like wander back into town with horribly bleeding wounds. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The way I would handle that is, um, let, let me try and play it out. Okay, you are unconscious, and um, suddenly you 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 through um, your bruised and bleeding um, eyes, you, you you can make out that you can just make out the sight of the wolves starting to eat your ally. You you have managed to um, gain some strength back in, into your body. What do you do? And like that gives you a runner than just have that moment where it's like uh, the the character just comes back. It's like, hey guys, I'm fucked. Look at me, I got scratches. What you can have instead is like, oh shit, I, I'm they're right there. What do I do? And you can have that kind of like situation where it's like my my, my friend fucking left me here to deal with this shit, and he's alone. And then now you just have this lovely moment. Okay, I was going with potentially infected person angle, but. You are right that that is another option. <sighs> anyway, so the point being, though, just there are ways to. So let's uh, go back to the main focus. We have tangented quite a lot already. So dealing with players changing your plans, it is very common as a DM to have 
occasional just like elaborate plans of just like, oh, yes, you know, the players are, you know, they are going to, you know, meet this person on the road and then they're going to, you know, help them, you know, take back their castle from a bunch of orcs that have taken over the land and barred themselves inside. And then the players could just be like, no, I think this guy's an asshole. Fuck this guy. I stab him. But but I spent so much time making the maps of this castle and, you know, making this really cool, badass, you know, orc chieftain for you guys to fight. Let me actually create, um, give give a suggestion to anyone who's in this situation. There's a, a bunch of ways to handle this. Um, if you handle it poorly, it ends up being railroading. But if you handle it well, um, it's very fun because what you can do is essentially remember that things are things that the players don't know can be changed so if you have that tower thing okay that guy's supposed to be a main character in it have a have a situation when the party's walking near if the party in the future moves near that place that they're traveling um to have it be so that oh they maybe encounter a bunch of orcs uh maybe they you, they see the castle as a fiction and um they, they hear something from there just little things that you can add that could possibly hook your place into the thing that you were trying to do with the person originally. Exactly. And that is exactly the kind of thing that I want to emphasize, especially for the types of situations where the players just walk by a plot hook. That then means that the player characters did not resolve that plot hook. So then what happens when those players don't help with that situation? Like, depending on the style of your world, are there other adventurers who might have helped out and gotten, like, you know, credit or loot or what have you that, you know, might have come to the party and they can, you know, find out about that in the future. And then you might have, you know, a rivalry kind of angle that you can introduce because of that. Or is it a situation where adventuring is a relatively rare thing? And then, you know, because your PCs didn't do it, and then all of a sudden, okay, so the orcs now have a freaking castle stronghold, then that, you know, a castle is never just built in the woods unless it's you know particularly eccentric owner but generally speaking the purpose of a castle is either like to look out or to be like the centerpiece of an owned area of land so if you have this castle be okay let's say that this castle is the territory border between two kingdoms and then you can expand just your story just okay so the orcs having this castle means that they are attacking the trading route between these two kingdoms and both of them are actually just blaming the other because everyone just thinks that oh okay this noble is you know missing because you know your player characters killed him but they don't know that so as far as they know (laughs) the noble hired these orcs to just continually attack and plunder these trade caravans and then bring the loot back to the castle and then it just can create this building tension between kingdoms just because your player character decided to stab the guy instead of dealing with the situation i do have to say that one rather difficult thing to come up with um generally speaking is the consequences of actions the players didn't take Mm -hmm. because uh as much as we like to joke about it um nobody has perfect uh, a perfect idea of what every single thing that their player has done could have could affect things and so on and so forth which is like yeah that's that's just a fact and unfortunately you just can't have the the true 
extent of such things. But when things do fall together, which keyword fall together, because here's the thing, no matter what the DM says they or looks like they've done, there's always a bunch of stuff that the players have changed that resulted in this sort of creation of this I knew exactly what you all were doing and it has resulted in this, well, look at the thing that you didn't do there, affected this thing and then resulted in this thing. Now the big bat's coming for you and it's like, whoa, you must have planned it all, you genius. And I'm like, I, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although when you are able to just lay out the dominoes like that, where, hey, wait a minute, if this, then that, then that, Ah, that's one of the best parts of DMing is just when you can just lay out this entire Xanatos gambit that the players cause. That is just glorious and so much fun to pull off on those occasions where you get to. Oh, yeah, I I do have to say, um, if we're talking about changing plans, uh, there's one major thing that I do have to say. When you see an opportunity, even though it doesn't follow your plan, take it. Do not follow your plan uh, to... So say you, you've written, okay, this is going to happen. And then um, you, you, you notice an opportunity to make a certain character decision uh, or um, entice a player to do something or something along those lines, right? Do it. Because if you do that, um, do things that are in the moment you think is very, um, could create conflict, could create drama, could create interest, do it. Because stuff that you plan won't always be most effective in the moment. Indeed. And just for another example, going back to our uh, orc situation there, like it is entirely possible that when the player characters, like let's say they do take the initial plot hook and they start escorting this guy back and then just they, you know, get to the castle and like someone just like, let's say a player character just unexpectedly asks, like, do the orcs look like, you know, they're healthy or do they look like they've been having a bad time of things like that may not have been your plan but that's the kind of question that just is gold for you as a dm because that could give you more options of like well wait a minute okay i just wanted kind of disposable villains originally but yeah i can make this a more interesting situation so what if you know i can just yes and that situation that they have now offered to me so then uh, no it turns out that all the orcs look you know sickly and thin and then it can you know be found out that no it turns out that they were you know chased out of their home territory whether it is by you know asshole people or by some more dangerous creature or like it gives you multiple extra paths that you can decide to take and introduce and then it even has that additional situation of, okay, you find out that the orcs have a sad backstory. Does that change how the player characters interact with them? them. Do yeah. they try to make peace with them? Do they still just attack them because orcs? Like, do they, you know, go in with the stereotypical biases? I, I actually can give a similar, an example of that happening on the show of Riffway. So you, if you remember the whole uh, Troll God saga... One major thing is that the troll god was never a planned monster. It happened in the moment. Two, the trolls were no, the orcs were supposed to be the bad guys there. They were supposed to be attacking the town. Three, the humans were supposed to be defending themselves from the uh, the the orcs. So what I did was okay. I need the the players don't seem very interested in this town or the orcs. 
what do I do? <laughs> Make it so that the orcs aren't attacking the town. <laughs> they're getting attacked by a monster. The, the people in the town aren't defending their town. They're just killing innocent orcs. It, and then you just create this entire situation where nothing that I planned actually came. But based on me realizing, okay, this, they're, not, they're not biting. <laughs> I changed the premise. And then, boom, now you have an entire... Um, entire bit of the the um, arc two that was just like this int- interesting uh place where you could see okay maybe humans aren't that good and it's like oh the orcs don't seem so bad and also giant monster so yeah you can see right there that because i didn't follow the plan that i originally created i had something that the players actually could latch onto. Indeed. And even in addition to that, it created a new sympathetic character in Meek, who is now a friend of the party. And even more than that, by having this extra foil, who is this, you know, hulking orc, who is this kind of, you know, uncertain, quiet ish character it creates a foil in the party to react against by having this much more sympathetic character because of the events that led up to the party meeting him so the original plan is just orcs are bad okay but by having this such a changed situation it created a different dynamic for the encounter it created a different dynamic in the party for the better yeah, and that's what I mean by uh, finding situations that maybe your plan isn't what um, is optimal for what you want for the players. Because if the players don't bite, it doesn't matter how good you think the plan is. It doesn't matter. Because if they're not going to bite, they're not going to actually experience it for what you originally thought it to be. But once you get that right edge in and the players figure it out, it's like, okay, I like this. Now that's where the fun is. Like, there is countless moments on the show where I, at a whim, am like, huh, I'm just going to grab what that player said and just going to twist it on them mid midway while they're speaking. Okay, I got, I got a plan for that, so on and so forth. That cre- creates pretty much every single fun and interesting moment is a result of that back and forth. Indeed. So, in summary, you may make the most amazing elaborate plans as a dungeon master, but... There will be times where your players just do something unexpected or just don't take the bait. So by keeping in mind the improv principles of yes and or no but, it can really help your style to develop to be able to react to things in ways that may actually go better than your original plans. Thanks for listening to this episode of Riffs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Tier stars though is a dollar and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, access to episodes, access to the Patreon Discord where we will show the cast, and even a shout-out on the show. Find us on social media on Twitter at RiffWakePodcast, on Facebook as RiffWake, on Reddit, on the subreddit r slash RiffWakePodcast, and you can send us an email, riffsandrules at gmail.com. That's riffs and rules at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.